Well, uh, I'm able to do some math, basic math, <laughs> and understand that, uh, understand where some people are uh, based on, you see, the, the Lord leads us sometimes in different ways. Some of the times I get it this way where I'll know what's, what uh, some people are dealing with or struggling with or, or problems they have. Sometimes I deduce. In other words, I get a word and I think, why in the world would the Lord say that? Okay, I'm given the end or the answer, so there must be, right? So I can deduce from that regard that uh, there are a number of people that really need to uh, pay attention to this kind of message of, of, of remaining. And, and, and knowing that, that, there, that there's a, a real enemy who wants to devour you. <laughs> to get you off track and get you out of God's will. Uh, but the Lord is your helper. Amen. The Lord is your strength. And commit your way into him. He'll bring it to pass. Amen. Faithful is he who calls, who also will do it. And so he'll keep you in, 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 in the right place. Uh, but but, but that's, not, that's not all up to him. You understand. He'll, he graces us. And especially as we look to him, we enter into that grace. We enter into that strength. We enter into his wisdom. But if we, if we ignore what he's saying, that's when we become vulnerable. All right? And anyone, so here's what I mean by that. None of us should be, uh, I don't know, proud where, where we would think, oh, I could never do the wrong thing. I could never fall away or get out of God's will. Yes, you could. <laughs> I mean, at least theoretically. <laughs> you could. Other people have, which is why uh, would we... Would we those who stay, in the, stay on their game, those who stay in the right place, they, they're listening and they're, they get messages like this if, if they need them. Meaning the Lord is faithful to talk to us and sometimes warn us of things to come and he'll, he'll give us things like that. So I'd never want to just blow it off and say that was for someone else. Well, I mean, I'm in the room. I'm in the building today. I'm thinking, Lord... I mean, not everyone's here. I'm here. I mean, the odds are kind of high. That's not like the lottery. The odds are much higher. You might be talking to me. Now, some of you totally know he is 100%, but I just want to encourage everybody. It's like, yeah, maybe the Lord's talking to me too. Or maybe this is something I'm going to need here shortly. And we remember it. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's... Let's, let's look at the, the, the first psalm. Think about it this way. Uh, we are encouraged to be imitators of God, right? Ephesians 5.1. Um we are told that when, we're, when we see him, we'll be just like him, for as he is, so are we in this world. Uh, we are to walk. Uh, the scripture says in, in, I think it's 1 John, if you belong to him, you ought to walk like he walked, meaning to Jesus. You ought to walk like he walked. In other words, you know, and there's other things. Paul said, follow me as I follow, the, follow Christ. And, and there's a lot of, 
scriptures and, and, and statements that tell us um, who we're to model, who we're to follow after, how we're to act. And the, the, what might seem odd is one of those is, like we've already quoted, it's like God. <laughs> who am I supposed to act like? God. You know, uh, if someone ever tells, says, you're just acting like God. Thank you very much. I have been aiming to act just like my Father in heaven. We're supposed to. Now, uh, it's, it's interesting thought when you think about being like God or acting like Him, because one of the statements made about the Lord is that uh, He does not change. All right? He remains the same. He does not change. And if you think about that, how does that fit within our world? Because we know God doesn't change because, well, he can never become more or less. He already is. He doesn't learn. He doesn't forget. He doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't become, he doesn't get taller or sh shorter. He is, yeah. right? And so in that regard, I can't, I don't want to be unchanging in that regard because I do need to grow. Right? I need to grow in my knowledge of him. I don't know everything. I need to grow in wisdom and, and, and maturity and, and, and so forth. So there's a, there, is, there is change there, right? Scripture says we go from glory to glory via change. You know, we're changed from glory to glory. So I do need to experience some change. But in what way do I not? See, I'm still looking at the Father, or at, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I, I, I'm looking at God and, and saying, okay, you are the same, you remain. And our minds can't even comprehend going back, you know, back eternity. No beginning and no end, but you're the same. In what way can I have that quality in my life? Sameness. I think there's something we can do there. Continuance, remaining, consistency. These are traits we do want to emulate in ways we do want to be like God. Uh, too many times, if, if I could just be, be plain, we're too wimpy. And we're too easily bucked out of our, out of our place. Well, it's hard. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, in one sense, I could say, yes, I know. We've all dealt with hard things. But doesn't there need to be a part of us that's, that's tough, too? That, that when someone says, but it's hard and I've gone through some things, I know. Grit your teeth. Dig, your, dig in. And say, I'm staying. You may get hit from one side or hit from the other or life happens or people do things to you that are wrong, but bless God, <clears throat> I shall not be moved. Come on. I think there's got to be that in all of us. I'm not minimizing hardship. I'm saying this is needed. We need to be hardened so that we can remain strong. You know, uh, who was it? Uh, in Paul's letter to, one of Paul's letters to Timothy, he used the, the, the illustration of 
the soldier, the athlete, and the farmer. Right? Those three, soldier, athlete, and farmer. And in all three of those, I'm thinking about the soldier. Well, you got to be tough to be a soldier. Right? Especially if you're in any kind of combat thing. Uh, the athlete. If you're going to be a successful athlete, you better have some toughness to you. Because you're going to be tired and, you know, tested and everything. And if you're going to succeed as an athlete, you better be tough. If you're going to be a farmer, well, I didn't grow up farming per se, but close. It was like dairy. Dairy is where I grew up with cows. You ever, you ever caught a, a wet, manure-filled, snow-filled tail in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the days the, the, that some people quit. <laughs> you know, you're trying to get the milk out of the cow. <laughs> and whack! It hurts. It's stinky. And how dare that stupid animal... <laughs> Because in, in reality, they're not real intelligent. <laughs> there are other horses and stuff are smart. Cows are not. Uh, but they make wonderful things. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking for a farmer, even those who are into actually farming, you know, a lot of farmers are tough people because they deal with weather and and work that doesn't end and never you know, doesn't take a break and all you know those all three of those illustrations are are have got some toughness to them, yeah. right? And uh, we are to endure hardness as good soldiers. Yeah. So you ever find yourself being wimpy? Toughen up. In in the first Psalm, let's 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 read the first few verses here. This is real popular. They're awesome. Uh, verse 1, blessed is the man who, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats the seat of, of the scornful. By the way, this is how you end up where you want to be. Okay? I can't say, yes, I want to be firm. I want to be healthy. I want to be rooted. I want to be solid. I want to be fruit producing. I want to be an effective Christian and then ignores things like this. This is how the enemy sets people up to succeed. We could even come in here and say, yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be tough. I'm not going to be easily moved. But then we uh, walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Right? That's called CNN. <laughs> right? <laughs> or a bunch of other ones. Or a bunch of other ones. I'm just saying ungodly voices. <laughs> or we, what, it could be entertainment choice. It could be a number of things where, where we're listening to the ungodly counsel. And we're thinking, but I still love the Lord. Listen, can I say, again, can I just be plain? That's stupid. I love the Lord, but I'm going to listen to every voice and every idea and every concept that is opposite of the Lord. That's illogical. It's if I want to be nicer. That's illogical to do that. And then we say, I don't understand. Wow, I'm so weak. Well, wrong counsel. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
And I don't mean we have to avoid being around people who don't know the Lord or don't believe in him. We're in a world. We're, we're not, you got to go to heaven if you want to avoid all that. And how are we going to influence the world if we're not around it? I'm just saying, who are we giving our ear to? Yeah. What kind of input are we getting? And so he says these things in verse 2, but his delight, this is the opposite then, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Who's this we're talking about? This is the blessed person. The blessed person doesn't do these things, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. We could just say the word of God. And his law, in his law, in his word, we, he meditates day and night. Okay? And verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So uh, we see the end result that we want, meaning we're solid. We're planted. We're not laying by the side of the tree, looking, looking for water. <laughs> We're not struggling to produce fruit. It's just, it's, it's, it comes as a natural result of our position. And our position is meditation in the word day and night and avoiding wrong counsel, receiving right counsel. Cutting off wrong voices, making sure I'm hearing, I'm listening to, I'm meditating on right words, godly words. Then I'm like the tree. The tree that doesn't struggle. The tree that's not tempted to go somewhere else. I'm staying right here by the river. I like this river. Hmm. You know, my, my leaves are always green. I'm always producing fruit. Right? Someone said, why are things working for you and not for me? I don't know. Where are you planted? I'm by a river. How, where, where are you? I mean, I don't mean that in a, in a condemning way, but it, it's just logical. I, I, I should see where I am. Obviously, we're talking about where I am spiritually, and I'm really talking about the position of, of, of being in the right council and in the, in the right uh, company there. Praise God. So in other words, certain things we do set us up to be strong. So I can have a commitment to be strong, I can have a determination to be strong, but then I also have to have the practices that enable that. Otherwise, my commitment is not undergirded. And I come into a service, you know, a service like a, a believer's meeting where say we're making commitments to the Lord. Lord, your will, not my will, your will. All these wonderful things. But then we act in such a way that undermines that commitment. And what happens with, have you ever made a commitment and then went back on it? Don't you feel like a rascal? <laughs> I mean, especially if you think, man, I was sincere. I really meant it. I mean, how many people really meant it when they received the Lord and they said, Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. I give my all to you. From this day forward, I'm serving you. And then sometime later, they're not serving him anymore. They're not walking with him. And they think, and, we, and others wonder, were you just faking it? What's the deal? Was that not real? And they say, well, I think it was real. And, and I'm not going to question that they, were, that they were sincere and that they were real, that it was genuine. But the question is, what kind of practices have you established in your life since then? Do they support that decision, that commitment, that walk with God? Or, or are they actually, you know, completely opposite? And so you're making it, in essence, very difficult upon yourself to follow through on your commitments. See, none of us want to be quitters. No one wants to be. No one, none of us want to uh, 
quit doing things that we're supposed to do. You know what I mean by that? But if we're not supporting them with good habits and good practices, um, some of us are going to fall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good news, the Lord is merciful. He'll take you back. <laughs> right? You go run into him, his arms are wide open. But I'd rather stay there. Praise God. Paul was uh, faced with some of these things. Let me, go, let, me, let me say this before I say that. So rewind. Remember the Psalms in the 92nd Psalm where it said, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall, remember the word, flourish in the courts of our God. Those who are planted in the house. There's something that, 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 that illustration seems to be common in the Psalms of being planted, being stable, being consistent. I think some of the time we need to, uh, like we said, endure hardship. We need to be tough enough not to be moved away from ver- by various things or, or for good reason. Moved away. When I say moved away, moved away from God's will. Moved away from God's plan. Moved out of the, the spot we're supposed to be in. I'm going back to this. The Lord doesn't change. One of the things I want to be like God in is I want to be an unchanging, again, other than we need to grow, we need to do things, and if he tells us to change direction, we follow that. But the unchanging quality of the Lord, I want to have some unchanging qualities about me. All right? How many know when, when, when you have a friend or a family member that way? you can count on them. They're reliable. That's that unchangeableness. Well, I can always go to this person because one thing I know for sure is they're going to be, they're going to have a prayer life. Because I know they're not, they're not going to slack off for more than a, you know, for more than a minute because they're just, that's just who they are. They always walk with God. You know what I'm talking about? Certain people you can call on, you can, you can count on them. If you need something, well, you can always call this person because they'll drop whatever they're doing and, and help you. That's just the way they are. In other words, there are consistencies about them. And I think we, I think we, need, we need that. Whenever we find ourselves being too moved, there's too many changes in our lives. You know, the proverb says that we should avoid people who are given to change. It's a bad thing to follow. Every other day, they're doing something different. Every other day, it's just a new, a new thing. They're, they can't you know, stay in the same job very long. They can't stay in the same city very long. They can't stay with the same friendship circle very long. You know, got to change out spouses every few years. <laughs> you know, or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, some change might be godly and growth and so forth. A lot of change is not, though. A lot of our changes... Are, are, are symptoms of immaturity and we're being bumped easily by the enemy out of God's plan. Therefore, we never get to our fruitful seasons because it's like we keep starting over. Here we go again. You know, I've known people who, who move a lot and when I say move a lot, move from one city to another city or one state to another state and frequently and it seems like Someone may have a good reason for doing that, okay? But in some situations I'm aware of, 
it's like they keep ruining everything, so they have to start over. And they want to get around a new group of people who, doesn't, who don't know them. Sometimes people do that with church. Because they stay for a while. After a while, everyone knows them. And say, isn't that good? Not always. Right? I mean, we can, we can have faults and still have relationships. But I mean, sometimes people, they, they push everything too far. And, and then they got to go somewhere else and start off where no one knows them again until they ruin that. Say, what, what should they do? What should, what should I do if I ruin everything? You should stay and force growth in your life with people who do know that you are an idiot. <laughs> but they're willing to, to love you and see you change. That's better. It's better than being on the run. Got a new circle of friends again. Hallelujah. I mean, I think, all, I think remaining with, with things that are sometimes hard is a, is a challenge for all of us. Uh, I mean, how many, how many diets have you started? <laughs> Did that one for three weeks. Didn't work. <laughs> well, maybe it was a three-week three plan, fine. But, uh, you know, I mean, some, I'm just saying some things are difficult. But people who see success in life are ones who stay with things. If it's the right thing, if it's the wrong thing, then you change. But if it's a good thing that you're doing, then stay with it. Stay with it. I got a membership of the gym. I mean, I wonder, how, I wonder if all the gym memberships, if, uh, if everyone who had the membership showed up at the gym at the same time. There's no way they'd fit. I mean, I'm not in the gym business, but I suspect that the business model is reliant on people who buy gym memberships and don't go. That's got to be the case. <laughs> because you buy it and you pay for it for a year and you haven't been in 10 months. <laughs> or since January. <laughs> it's like our, our system is built on inconsistency. Hallelujah. This isn't meant to be condemning. I hope you don't take it that way. I just think we need to add a little toughness to us. I don't care if you go to the gym. <laughs> I really don't. That's just as an illustration. I care that we stay in the middle of God's will. I care that we stay in, in God's plan, that we stay planted. So the end result is we don't wither. Our leaf doesn't wither. And, and whatever we do is prospers. Prosperity doesn't always happen overnight. I mean, it's one of the promises of God throughout Scripture, New Testament and Old, that people would succeed, be prosperous in their life. But uh, if we think uh, God is a get-rich-quick scheme, he's not. He really is not. I mean, generally, when someone is promising you instant wealth, it's usually, a, it's usually someone's pulling your leg, trying to take advantage of you somehow, right? But it's consistency. You know, it's kind of like those who teach uh, long-term investing. We'll show you, you can, and anyone can do the math with compounding interest and show you how anyone, if they're 20, and they start investing a certain, you know, small amount of money every month in a matter of certain amount of decades, everyone can be a millionaire, oh, yeah. multimillionaire. Everyone. Everyone can do it. How come most of us don't do it? It's long. <laughs> when I'm 20, I need that 50 bucks, you know, or whatever. And it's hard. Some people we never get started or not don't 
continue and so forth, but there are great results in walking with God year after year after year after year after year. Amen. You know, one time, this is what I was going to say earlier, uh, Paul, Paul was being warned when he would go to different places. People were all knowing that when, if, that when he goes to Jerusalem, he's about to encounter some trouble. And the, the prophet Agabus even, you know, took a belt and tied himself up and said, they're going to do this to you when you get to Jerusalem. Paul said, I don't care. In essence, he said, he said, here's what he said. He said, none of these things move me. Neither do I count my life dear and so forth. None of these things move me. Everyone's afraid for him. Everyone's concerned about his hardship. He, he, he wasn't moved by it. I think there's, some, there's something in that, in that verbiage that we can use. What's that? None of these things move me. Can you say that? I mean, sometimes we want to be moved, don't we? We want to be moved, <laughs> moved by things, by negative things. We want to be moved in a negative way or stirred up to act out or to get out of God's will or to throw in the towel or, or somehow not do what we're supposed to do. Moved by pressure, moved by circumstance, moved by people, moved by pain, moved by struggle, moved by question, by uncertainty, but moved. And we need to have that inward response. It says, no, none of these things move me. None of these things move me. What are you going to do about that? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to not be moved. Well, how could you do that? I'm going to meditate on the word of God day and night. And I'm going to be like that tree. I'm going to get, so, get my roots so deep and so in such good soil that the wind comes and, and I just can't, I can't be shaken. Hallelujah. And it's that stability that we need. We know, of course, Jesus taught that with the two homes, one built on the sand, one built on the, on the rock, right? Same storm comes to both houses, but it's the one who hears and does his word that is the one who stands in the middle of the storm. Praise God. One of the, one of the, the, the phrases used in Scripture about standing and about walking by faith is, is that we're not tossed. How, how does James say it? When he said, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously and does not change. But let him ask in faith, James 1 verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For anyone that is wavering or doubting is like the ways of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. See, that's what we don't want to be. God is not like that. Right. He's not all over the map emotionally or in his decisions. He remains the same, and we can be that way. When we get in faith, we stay. What if we don't get in faith? We, we're moved. I believe one minute, I don't believe the next. I'm shouting the victory, woohoo, glory to God, yeah. One minute, and the next minute, I'm sad. I'm down. I'm discouraged. I'm, de I'm depressed. And it's we're up, and we're down, and we're in, and we're out. We need people who are so strong, say, I will not be moved. Well, what are you going to do about this? Well, I'm not going to do anything, because I already prayed. I prayed. 
and I believe God that it shall be as it was told me. Therefore, everything's fine. It's all going to change. It's all going to turn around because the circumstance will change. I'm not going to change because God's not changing. And that's a, good, that's a good way for us to recognize when we should change and when we shouldn't change is when we're standing on his word. That's when we're not moved. That's when we remain the same. Have you ever had some people, heard people say things like this? Well, God never guarantees to people that they're going to, and you fill in the blank. He never guarantees that you're going to be healed. Or he never guarantees that you're going to be, you know, prosperous or something like that. And they use that strange language. It's like, you got that from a demon, I think. Because that's manipulating people's minds What do you mean guarantees? The way that God's promises work is he promises to do his will, to do his part. Let's say it that way. Our part is still to believe it. Does he guarantee that it's going to happen for you? He guarantees to provide it, to give it. We must believe it. You understand the difference between a promise and a prophecy? The promise is God making something available, is him providing, is just saying, I'll do this for you. You can ask for it, so forth. He'll do it. The prophecy, meaning the prophecy, the the prophetic outlook of things that he's going to do, those are not dependent on us, right? Jesus is coming back no matter what I do. Right? There is gonna be some tribulation on the planet no matter what I do. In the last days, you understand? Those things happen independent. But when it comes to God's promise, his promise is his guarantee. That's how he guarantees his role. But God's role in our lives requires our participation or believing. There's a reason why James wrote, if when you ask, you you have to ask in faith, nothing doubting. Or not wavering. Well, why? What if I waver? He said it right in there. You can look at it. He said, let not this person. I think it's the sixth verse. Let not that man think he's going to get anything from God. Isn't there a guarantee? (laughs) Guarantee? What do you mean by that? That God's going to force it on us? Then no. But God's going to provide it? Yes. What's my part? I can't be wimpy. I can't be moved by everything. I can't be moved by what I see and feel. I can't be shaken every time there's a gap between amen and there it is. Huh? There's got to be staying power, commitment, where I will not back down. I will not waver at the promises of God. Hallelujah. Show me a person who's been standing on on something there for for more than a minute and they're just as happy now as they are when they said amen. I'm I'm looking at someone who's about to experience the fulfillment of the promise. But listen, we've all been discouraged, so I understand. Been there, done that, I've got flesh too. But that's why we hear things like this and we read scriptures like this and we see examples like Paul and of course the Lord Jesus 
and how they would just remain the same and get hit and like not moving. And they were able to do this in large part, I believe, because of uh, good habits. In other words, so much word in them. They They have good counsel. They're thinking right. They're, they're deeply grounded and rooted. They're, they're solid from the inside. Therefore, outside things have a difficult time moving them. Like, like, you know, like we said again, the devil throws his worst, and it's just... <laughs> That's all you got? Amen. Everybody Okay. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I think the Lord's helping us. The Lord's helping us to to stay. Staying power. Sticking power. Remaining. Not being moved. Does that mean it's going to be easy? No, we, we talk about these things because sometimes they're not. I mean, the Lord's yoke is easy. His burden is light. But the world, it's tough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do it. Yeah. You totally can. By yourself? No. No. <laughs> With the grace of God. Yes. With the strength of his promise and his yes. word. You can break habits, long habits of being inconsistent. Long habits of flakiness and become solid, like a pillar, like Peter, a pillar in the church, right? The pillars that hold things up. You know, we got some pillars in here. I don't know if you know it, but there used to be a wall, right? Well, right here, a concrete block wall running right through here, and it was holding up the roof. What that meant was when we remodeled, this would have had to have been the back of the stage or the platform there. And I thought, no way. We're only going to get not enough rows in here. What can we do? And with their brilliant, you know, architectural and engineering minds, they said, we can put up a beam. So they put up a beam going this way and this way, and that's right in those walls. Steel, massive, heavy steel, and then we'll put that up, and then we'll put a big beam on the top to hold the roof up, and it's sitting on those. And then the concrete wall, I was, I was here when it came down, because they got a, a pickup truck, at least one, with ropes on it, and so they had already cut it loose everywhere, and I was standing in, in the upstairs, there was a window, this wall wasn't here. Upstairs, and I was, I have a video somewhere. Phones weren't as good yet. <laughs> Quality video. And they, and they pulled it, the truck's going, driving that way. And the whole thing, this huge wall from there to there, concrete wall went, and they put tires out on the floor so it wouldn't smash the concrete. And the thing came down. It was fun to watch. <laughs> What does that have to do with this? You're one of those beams. The pillar, the beam, the, you, you, you could, the church needs people like that. 
I need people like that. I need to be that. I need others to be that. What are we doing? We're holding up the roof. (laughs) Right? Why? Because not everyone's doing it. Some people are not strong enough yet, and we're, but we need some people who will. That'll not be moved. That'll not be deterred. They're not quick to be offended. They're not quick to be hurt. Well, I got hurt. Stop it. Stop being hurt. You, you've never been hurt like Paul was hurt. Amen. He was hurt. He was hurt physically. And he was betrayed by people. They talked about him. He was, I mean, talk about someone who was abused on multiple levels. That was Paul. He's the one we were quoting earlier who said, none of these things move me. Dude, you're about to get tied up again. I'll do it. I mean, how many of us would sign up for that? I don't know if I would, you know? That's that's the model. That's why he said, you follow the Lord like I do. You follow him like I do. And I tell you, the vast majority is we don't even come close to the persecution and the trouble and hardship that some of our leaders in in the Bible went through. And they gave the model, I'll not be moved. Everybody say it out loud. I will not be moved. I will be like the tree. Planted by the water. Amen. I say, I will be fruitful. My leaf shall not wither. Whatever I do shall prosper. I will remain planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here. Lord, you're helping us. I thank you for sharing these things. Lord, for giving me the ability to articulate and share your heart, the very thing that we need for right now, during this time and this season and this service. And Lord, we take these things to heart. We yield ourselves to you. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208 314 Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.